0: Don't put too much stress on your first kiss. It'll happen. But like it gets it gets better or funnier
1: and like <laughs> Yeah. And it only gets it only gets magical if you're actually in love with a person, you know, like later yeah. on. After you've yeah. kissed them a lot. But yeah. yeah. Usually a first That's kiss. For women,
0: but I want a guy to force himself on me. I am open to trans women doing the same, but I don't see too many of them wanting well, some of them do do like work off the side because like some True. of them are actually sex workers so yeah. like there's never a shortage for someone to take take a nice 40 old hairy man uh, aside and you know
1: take him <laughs> just really take right. him <laughs> Uh, like, is awesome. one last kiss but she won't let me have it I want to get over her but I can't I need help hey this is Morgan Richter join me and my co-host Rosanna Chilton for the confession post podcast Confessionpost.com is a website where users post highly personal content anonymously for the reading pleasure of other users on this podcast Rosanna and I read Confessions from the site and give our analysis. You can listen to the Confession Post podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you.
0: Hello, everyone. I am Rachel Telfor. And I'm Michelle Gower. We are the hosts of a new True Crime podcast... It is called Children of the Void. The Void refers to children who are missing and children who have died under mysterious and suspicious circumstances. Sometimes parents know nothing about what has happened to their child. And sometimes they seem to know more than they let on. Like Casey Anthony and the John JonBenet Ramsey case. We are determined to do our part to find missing children. And the truth when the story of their disappearance doesn't hold up. Together, we will blast the shadows with light so that no more children disappear into the void. Children of the Void debuts in September. Join us so we can all make a difference. Please subscribe. Until then, I'm Rachel Telfor. And I'm Michelle Gower. You can catch Children of the Void on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you as well to those of you who donate to the Patreon account. I've launched a campaign to raise funds to buy a new iMac. My current computer has been in use for over eight years, and it is affecting my ability to create new content. As previously stated, my Patreon account can be found at www.patreon.com slash leaderone, L-E-A-D-E-R-O-N-E. For those of you who would prefer to make a one time single donation, there is also the option to send money to my PayPal account. The email address to send it to is Morgan Rector, my last name spelled R E C T O R, 331. MorganRector331 at hotmail.com. Remember, any amount is fine. If $1 one time is all you wish to donate, it would be gratefully accepted. Thank you for all your support, whatever forms it has taken. Enjoy the show. Okay, uh, hello everybody, welcome to the True Crime News I'm Morgan Rector
2: I'm Rachel Telfor
1: And uh, so, yeah, you got a chance to check out the Hillside Strangler story, right?
2: Of course Yes, yes. It's funny because
1: Kenneth Bianchi seems to get most of the attention whenever that case comes up But his accomplice, Angela I know
2: there were two of them
1: Yeah, Angela Buono I don't know if, that, if that's how you pronounce the name correctly, I have no idea I think but, so uh, yeah I, th- I he he's the much bigger scumbag I mean they're both awful they they did i mean they did the murders together, but when you look at Angelo's personal life like mm-hmm. he raped his stepdaughter when she was fourteen years old and then tossed her to his own his sons telling them you know to just th- toss her yep. like she's a piece of meat and
2: yeah, they're both uh, heinous it's just i think I think maybe it was the okay. decade <laughs> which I was thinking about I was like if there's never a worse job in the world, it was being a prostitute in the 70s in California. Yeah. Specifically near the LAPD because they were the worst ever.
1: Well, well, they. What was there like what? 20 years of them fucking up. There's that. Oh, God. So many. The, uh, the, uh, the problem that, problems that led up to the L.A. riots in 1992. I mean, they have a bad history. That, a lot that, of corruption. Yeah. I don't know if it's been corrected by now but they
2: probably not
1: <laughs> the reputation precedes them but not in a good way
2: so yeah they're. i mean if you're a true crime fan then you i we notorious in the true in the true crime world uh use the lapd as the what not to do of a police oh, yeah. department
1: it's and that that small joke. that small town of bellingham washington they solved that case in like i think they said 24 hours lapd couldn't do it with a hundred yep members of their personnel over a whole goddamn year.
2: Yeah, they also didn't work well with other
1: oh um, no with
2: other police. And that's a problem. And that's been a problem kind of everywhere. Well um, that's you know people get cocky and don't want to work with it. it's like, oh we want to solve it. Well you're just hindering the investigation. So
1: yeah it's a territorial thing, an ego mm-hmm. thing. That yeah. was a problem here when Bernardo was still free, where the other agencies it was just bad etiquette. You did not you did not go to their their precinct and and get involved in any of their investigations, even right. though vendors do travel, you know. Yep. I don't the- know why that
2: reminded me of I just remembered <laughs> this is so my stupid brain, I have ADHD, so one random thought will lead to another Welcome yeah. to my head. But you know I told you I, I got my ancestor DNA kit and I sent it in. Yes. So um they got it and I should have my results in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited to, for that.
1: Yeah. If yeah.
2: anybody pops up,
1: <laughs> it's interesting. I still get these emails saying, "Oh, we we have a DNA match for you," and it's like some third cousin who lives, you know, a world away. But yeah, it was interesting. You know, not yeah. I
2: forgot you were like, uh, what was your connection? Well,
1: the, part, the part. So yeah, I I got the whole UK covered: England, Scotland, Ireland, and the Wales. I so got all that. But were uh, you you're
2: related to somebody like?
1: Well. I uh, some of my relatives actually on my my mother's side were Barkers, so it's possible I could be related to Bob Barker and Clive Barker. I don't know for sure, but that's a slight possibility. Um, and I have I'm like three percent Norwegian, three percent Germanic European, which is kind of a vague designation that must describe like the Eastern Bloc and Poland and all those areas. I don't know what that would mean. That's probably a common gene pool. And then 2% uh, Native Canadian, which is just like Native American.
2: Gotcha. I'm interested. I'm very interested to see. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, you said you might be part Swedish or something like that?
2: Yeah, my dad's side. And that's the side I know the least about. So I'm really interested in that because I don't really know anything.
1: Well, you got that classic Swedish look. You, you're blonde, and you know.
2: But the yeah, I, I look completely different from everyone else in my family, and I am the only blonde, so I always stick out like a sore thumb
1: <laughs> in the family it's funny, photos. It's funny. They say um, everyone in Sweden is good looking. Like even when you go to a place like a like a little newspaper vendor or something like that, it's like a hot looking girl who could be a model, and she's working there. Yeah, see, it's that's why so I can't go
2: there, because I would be sure. the ugliest Swedish person alive.
1: Well, I, I think <laughs> they, they probably feel like that about everyone who visits there, too. Like, yeah, oh, like, ugh. That felt. ugly person must be a tourist, Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I want to go to Sweden. I'll, okay. I'll just disguise myself.
1: Uh, no no disrespect if there's any Swedes listening. I don't no, know. No, because
2: I probably am all. one. Sorry. Yeah, no disrespect.
1: Yeah, there, might God. Be, there might be one or two. Yeah. Um,
2: if you want to feel disrespected, go listen to the Papo three hour long um yeah. <laughs> uh, video we did the other day that Morgan posted on his channel.
1: Oh, that was so much fun. We're doing fun. it again every second Saturday night of every month.
2: Yeah, it's eight so long, guys, but some of that is pretty pretty gold. Oh <laughs> it's yeah. <been> pretty fun. <laughs> it was crazy.
1: Kind of like my first article. Texas teen ah! kills himself after murdering parents sister dogs and posting dead body photos online
2: wow so okay. we're in, starting out great
1: with a with a joke that comes totally out of pure taste <laughs> this kid uh, gets shit done so you can't call him. uh a texas teenager murdered his family members and posted pictures of their dead bodies on social media before killing himself police say on wednesday night uh, Aaron saw past PD were alerted to threats of a school shooting when a number of people reported an individual uploaded images of family members he said he'd killed to the messaging app Discord. He also claimed to be he was going to continue the killing spree at a nearby school. Investigators quickly tracked down the suspect identified as 15-year-old William Quince Colburn III to the Arkansas Oaks RV Park in San Patricio County just Mm -hmm. after 1 a.m. Thursday morning. Well, with a name like that, you'd expect like... Like, i wasn't
2: expecting breaks. a trailer park
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. an rv <laughs> sorry. park rv park that's kind of one wrong. oh yeah
2: road. that's even you're right yeah.
1: okay
2: sorry no disrespect to anybody living in an rv no park. no no. i've, I, I've lived in I, the I, ghetto I've lived i would the... i would
1: love to at least live part of my year in an rv that'd be awesome absolutely okay um surrounding the rv they ordered the boy to come outside he refused uh said um there was a, a quote from social media. The officers heard a single gunshot and the thud of a person falling to the ground. Entry was made into the RV and immediately discovered the graphic scene shared over social media. Inside, officers found four dead bodies, including the shooter, and two dead dogs. They said it was one, two dead dogs. Now, that's that's the part where everyone's going to get really upset. Absolutely. The victims were identified as the shooter's father, 63-year-old father William Quince Coburn Jr., 53-year-old mother Jana Colburn, and his 13-year-old little sister Emma Colburn. Yeah. APPD yeah. praised the swift response from their colleagues at Ingleside PD and the Aronsaw Pass Sheriff's Department, who worked quickly together to identify the very valid threat before it got even worse. Um, last, before... But even more importantly, we un- we appreciate the social media website and the other juveniles within the group where the threat was made. Had it not been for their speedy action and continued support, we might well have been working on an even more tragic event later this morning. Our hearts go out to the family members and close friends affected by this event. They remain in our thoughts and prayers. Um, oh my God, that's so sad. Um, so yeah. he.
2: Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so uh, somebody started a, GoFund- a GoFundMe, uh, a woman claiming to be the shooter's older sister, claims she'd lost her parents and siblings on what was their mother's 53rd birthday.
2: Oh, I wonder so, what happened.
1: I don't know. He, he must have just been mentally ill, I guess. Um, she posted an older photo of the three victims with their would-be killer family member at a much younger age. Uh, She said this morning, we all woke up excited to tell our mother of happy 53rd birthday. Instead, we were devastated with news that has broken us to our core. At approximately 8 a.m., my brother Marvin received a phone call that no one ever wants to receive. He was contacted by a judge in Aronsaw Pass, Texas, that a tragedy had taken place. We were told that there was an incident that had taken the lives of our mother, father, little sister, and brother. As you can imagine, this is hard for us right now. This is not something we ever imagined to happen. We were not prepared for one loss, yet alone four, especially our siblings. We are hurt. We do not understand. We are lost. We are angry. We are asking that you please understand, no matter what the events are that came to pass, that we are still mourning all four. You know, I'm thinking, so they they have a health class usually in phys ed, you know. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe she, mental health should be a component in that, you know.
2: That'd be a good idea. Actually, um, there are some, there is some state and some um program like that that was started. I wa- it was on a documentary or something I was watching. Um, they started incorporating that into elementary schools, and yeah. it it start, it was really really well received. But of course, you know, we can't get funding to even pay teachers, so. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, there's always there's been help for like suicidal kids for a long time. Yeah. But not, not just like general mental health stuff. Like, are you having thoughts that uh, are upsetting intr- what they call intrusive thoughts, that sort of thing. And it seems to be easier to get mental health care for like a teenager than for an adult. So, yeah. Yeah. They're more
2: scared. Sc- <laughs> I guess maybe there's a little hope. Yeah, maybe they think there's more hope. It looks like they were homeschooled too in this story I'm looking at.
1: Well, that could be another thing too. So if uh, if they're isolated from society and then they're immersed, if if you're spending too much time with your family, maybe cabin fever factors into it. Well, and we don't know what the parents were like, so that's true too. Yeah, maybe there was.
2: This just happened, so there's a lot of information that is going to come out there.
1: Yeah, this is a new story, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, what's your first story?
2: My first story is New... Oh, we're going to go with a good old teacher molesting student story. New Jersey art teacher allegedly sexually abused and did drugs with a student. A New Jersey high school teacher is accused of having a sexual relationship with a student that also involved drug use. On Friday, the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office announced that 44-year-old Christine Nudson had been arrested following an investigation into allegations against her. According to the press release, Nudson allegedly engaged in sexual activity with a student at the school where she worked. She is also suspected of, quote, providing and ingesting controlled dangerous substances, end quote, with the student. No further information on the type of drugs was available. Though the alleged victim's age and gender has not been released, Nudson's charges show that the student in question was a minor at the time of the alleged crimes. Nudson uh, is charged with second-degree sexual assault against a victim between the ages of 16 and 17, online jail records show. She also faces one count of second-degree endangering the welfare of a child in a sexual manner and one count of second-degree endangering the welfare of a child through non-sexual abuse, which I assume would be the drugs. Um, Nudson teaches graphic arts at Fair Lawn High School, Fairlawn High School, uh, in a letter to the community obtained by People, uh, Fair Lawn Public School Superintendent Nick Norcia said the charges against Nudson are based on an incident that, quote, allegedly occurred several years ago, unquote.
1: Mm. He
2: also was further quoted, we do not understand there to be any allegations of current misconduct and law, law enforcement has made clear that it is not to consider any current risks uh, to students or any current students at risk in ha- or in harm of any way, Norcia wrote. Okay, well, how the hell do you know that? But okay. Nudson is being held without bond in Bergen County Jail, according to the online jail records. Uh, we, The source could not reach Fair Lawn High School Principal Paul Gorski for comment. Yeah, I probably wouldn't comment either.
1: God, this is, that's an epidemic. That just never ends. I'm
2: telling you, man, it's crazy.
1: What happened to the the old maids that used to teach us back in the eighties and nineties, you know? Like...
2: Yeah. Right. No kidding. They were, they just listen. They kind of laid back and let us be us, but I don't think we were as bad. Maybe we were, I don't know. It's hard to put ourselves Like we're well, the generation now that looks down at the other generation, like these kids are way worse than we were just like our parents did. So who knows?
1: Well, I didn't bring guns to school. Yeah, sure, hell didn't do that. Maybe
2: snuck in some candy, but that's about it. Yeah. I totally sold it for profit, by the way.
1: I cut class, but I didn't sneak off to have an affair with one of the teachers in her car. Yeah, no kidding. Um,
2: You kind of wish you did, though, didn't you? I'm just kidding.
1: Well, yeah, there was was one. (laughs)
2: I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're horrible.
1: Uh, But, yeah, apparently back then none of them would even conceive of such a thing, and now they're – it's just one after another, you know.
2: Or maybe it just wasn't uh, reported on.
1: Maybe, yeah. Um, like, I think back then it was mostly just men who were doing it. And now, I guess... Well, we're, yeah. Maybe the women felt like, well, that's that's unequal. That's not equality of the sexes. They're we, feeling more brazen. Yeah, we can, we can sexually abuse uh, young, impressionable teenagers, too.
2: Equality and everything. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also wanted to mention... Because I know, I'm hoping everyone says something. We are very aware of the latest true crime story out right now um, with Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito. And I am going to cover that story next week. It's very close to me. Um, the county that it is in is an hour north. Mm-hmm. Very, very close. So all of our local news sources are talking about it. And every, almost every hour, new information is coming out the really sad thing is that her body was found. So unfortunately it's not a missing person's case anymore, but there's so much to this that I I don't want to cover it all, but I definitely want to get the timeline down before I uh, delve into it. So look for that next week and who knows what will happen, you know, until then, because it's been intense.
1: Yeah. uh, So I've never, I never heard of her until I heard about the crime. So she's, is she in show business or something?
2: no 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 nope. oh. they were just it, it's just a really crazy story and it's gotten attention because oh. you should read into it <laughs> it's, it's oh
1: they, is it a that one couple of those
2: that yeah a couple went on a trip um going around to see all the national monuments and then all of a sudden parents couldn't co- contact their daughter they lost um communication with her and then boyfriend came back a week later by himself
1: was he smiling
2: he (laughs) (laughs) no but he was he he was hiding out and it it is so so convoluted and crazy and twisty and turny and there's so much to it that's why i couldn't i've been really busy the past couple of days i did not want to slap it together
1: yeah 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 that's definitely uh because it's
2: gonna be a hell of a case
1: well yeah it'd be interesting to see what it small snowballs into by this time next week yeah
2: well, I had a couple of people on my local uh, locals saying uh, they because they haven't found the guy now, Brian Laundrie. All uh, wow. Yeah. So, so he was there, and then all of a sudden, there are police and everything surrounding his house, and his parents were kind of protecting him, and now he is missing. So, there's yep. a lot of people who hope that Miss um, Gabby's dad might have gotten to him before he was caught. Not that that is deserved, but uh yeah now that he knows his little girl's gone he was he was looks like a man not to be messed with for sure and his in his when he the police interviewed him so we'll see
1: oh okay Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got Wouldn't another be... murder-suicide story. Holy cow. Uh, this one happened – actually, this was in – the last one was in Texas, I think that was. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most of the stories that take place in Texas involve firearms. <laughs> uh, you can draw your own conclusions. I won't say make – any statements about that issue?
2: Floor is but, probably not too far behind, so.
1: But yeah, this is another murder suicide that happened. This happened in the lobby of a Houston Marriott Marquis. Okay. So it's so like, cinema, right? Like a Oh, that's a, this is a hotel. Um I don't I don't know if that's a five star hotel, but I think they're usually pretty swanky. It's
2: jeez, Marquis dark. for me sounds like a movie theater. I thought that's what that meant. But yeah, I think it's
1: shit. I think the Marriott hotels are yeah, you know, pretty High high end.
2: Depends. Uh, Yeah.
1: So a man and a woman have been killed in a murder-suicide in the middle of the lobby of the Marriott Marquis in Houston. Police say the shooting occurred just after 3:30 p.m. on Tuesday, minutes after the two had walked into the downtown hotel. Police do not believe the shooting was random and that the victim and suspect knew each other. Officers arrived almost immediately, but both were pronounced dead at the scene. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner described the victim as a white female in her late 20s, while the suspect was a black male in his late 30s. Uh, The police officer, police chief, said this is not a random event. I think it's a relationship. There's no other danger to anybody at this moment. According to witnesses, the pair arrived in separate cars, but were seen talking to each other in the hotel lobby. They had luggage with them. Chief Finner said it looked as though they were preparing to check in. He said there were no reports of an argument, but within five to ten minutes of arriving, the man started shooting, immediately shot the female and then immediately turned the gun upon himself. Nobody else was injured, but there were plenty of freaked out guests. One guest who was upstairs at the time feared the worst, telling ABC 13 he was on the phone to his brother in the lobby when he heard the shots ring out. The phone actually cut off immediately so the first thing i did was call him right back when i got in touch with him he said uh, the guests were actually running out of a back door and were outside another visiting couple from virginia told click to houston they were in the gift shop when they the shooting started five seconds later we see this employee run into the gift shop she starts locking the door we have to hide we have to hide there's like an active shooter in the lobby So we had to hide in the storage closet. While neither of the deceased has yet been identified, it appears they were from out of town. Chief Finner said he had not yet been contacted by family members. I think if they had family members, they would already be kind of down here. Yeah. Uh, Not spoken to any of the family members. The Houston Marriott Marquis, famed for its Texas-shaped rooftop pool, remained open on Tuesday and was still accepting guests. Oh, uh, yeah. Just step no. around the crime scene, hey, tape. Yeah,
2: here, just on my part.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chief just, Hunter,
2: sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go.
1: Uh, Chief Finner said the hotel hires lots of off-duty police officers, but there wasn't much anybody could have done. Mm. Let me tell you something like this. I don't know how you can prevent it. It's real sad. It's a state a lot of people are getting. I don't know what's causing it. It's domestic, and it's some kind of relationship. We want to pray for them. Mm. Mm. Well, it must have not have been a very happy relationship. I mean,
2: I would think not. So I I googled the ho- the hotel and it's Marquee. It's spelled not Marquee like the, it's M A R Q U E E. But holy shit, is this a nice hotel?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The the Marriotts are usually. Uh, I mean, not I'm, all of them
2: are this. Fan- this is a pretty nice. It's it's almost a five star hotel. So yeah.
1: I don't think it's up to the the level of like the Waldorf Astoria, but it uh, yeah it's. It's, it's huge. It's probably a five star, yeah. Probably like a thousand dollars a night or something like that.
2: I googled so, it, but that looks like a really—it's sh- oh, a huge lobby. God, that must be yeah. terrifying. I wouldn't want to see that.
1: What what is it that drives people to want to kill in you know out in the, in broad daylight in front of strangers and traumatize them, you know?
2: If we could answer that question, Morgan, we'd have a lot more money than we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We would have written. <laughs>
2: We'd be geniuses.
1: I mean, it's it's bad enough if you're in a restaurant and a couple starts fighting. I mean, that's awkward, but you're gonna yeah. shoot her in front of everyone. Oof. So I don't know. They should have just gone to couples counseling, I guess. So, Again, and then there's they, and then behind found, everything. Yeah, and then found out that they needed to break up before one killed the other. That probably that would
2: should, be the appropriate way to handle things, but yeah, you know, United States, Texas. Or, yeah, I
1: guess so. It didn't say, I don't think it said if they were from there.
2: Blaze of Glory. They're probably from Florida. <laughs> uh,
1: doesn't sorry, not know,
2: sorry. I'm yeah, allowed to did, say that.
1: They didn't know anything about the couple, yeah. So yeah. they could be from there. It's, it's not known.
2: Well, well, so my next story, a little comic relief, but it's not funny at the end. In the end. <clears throat> Three people shot at Pennsylvania baby shower following dispute over gifts. Boy, so a 25 year old man is in custody after opening fire after a dispute over baby shower gifts. Three people were, hang on. I'm back. Three people were hospitalized in Pennsylvania after a dispute. Golly. Dispute over gifts at a baby shower led to a shooting local police report. Officers from the lower borough, police department were dispatched to the Kinloch fire department on Saturday shortly after 6 PM where the celebration was being held in the fire hall, according to the news release. That's interesting. They were at the fire department. <laughs> Wait, hang well, on. Officers were dispatched to the, yeah, to the Kinlock fire department.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. During the shower, that's a very strange place to open fire, but okay. Uh, during the shower, a 25 year old man identified by police as Isaiah Jumaine Hampton Allegedly got into an argument over gifts before, before pulling out a gun and shooting three rounds at three attendees, police say. Authorities revealed the three people who were injured a 23 year old male, a 19 year old female, and a 16 year old male, and transported to local hospitals to treat their gunshot wounds. The extent of their injuries had not been released. Hampton was taken into custody and charged with three counts of aggravated assault, one count of aggravated assault, and one count of recklessly endangering another person. Freaking weird assaults. I mean.
1: Well, gifts are certainly not something to kill over. I mean, yeah. But, you know, I will say this. People take gifts way too seriously these days it's like uh now they have these gift registries and oh, jesus and I mean, now it's gone to a point where like if a bridezilla doesn't think that your gift was lavish enough they get angry about it like in fact i've heard of i've heard of some of them actually like s- bouncing off like angry emails like <clears throat> excuse me like that that's it uh, a, a waffle iron <laughs> you know like serious well
2: here i have a perfect solution to this don't get
1: Yes, that too. Or don't have children. <laughs> hey now, I can't
2: well, well, go back on that. Well, what, <laughs> but yes. What, do you, what correct. do you
1: think what do you think would be is uh well I mean I, I would say you definitely shouldn't buy a baby shower gift that costs less than twenty bucks, but what do you think should be the minimum?
2: I mean I, I think it's a lot about the no, I don't think it's about the dollar amount. If if you bring anything, I think that's kind. Some people can't afford all this lavish lavish yeah. shit. So it shouldn't matter. I mean, I don't care if people just come, you know, a baby shower. Obviously, you're trying to get things. But even if you get a give a $10 gift certificate to, you know, the registry, that's fine. You know, it's an it's just being there. It's freaking ridiculous. People get all crazy.
1: And then the gender, the gender reveal party. Okay, that's gotten out of hand.
2: That's gotten. Thank God that started after I had my kids. So we didn't have to do that.
1: So what is that almost expected of parents now? Yeah,
2: now it's a whole thing. Yep.
1: It's it's so ridiculous.
2: Uh, We don't need to celebrate every damn thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. Like what are you going to hold a party when the kid has their first solid bowel movement? I'm
2: sure that is probably a thing.
1: (laughs) Don't make me Google it because it
2: will probably be disappointed with humanity. Um, All right. So with this story. Okay. So he was charged with three counts of aggravated assault, one count of aggravated assault, and one count of recklessly endangering another person. An attorney for Hampton was not immediately found. Uh, during a press briefing, low, lower, this is hard to say, lower Burl, lower Burl, police chief John Marfica said that after a prelimin- preliminary investigation, authorities believe the incident unfolded when an argument between family members turned physical. Marfeka said that things escalated, quote, a suspect introduced a 9 millimeter semi-automatic handgun firing off rounds. Was that the gift? I'm confused.
1: Yeah, yeah I gave them <laughs> shots to the, yeah. uh,
2: the law enforcement were called to respond to an active shooter. Authorities ensure in the release that it was not an active shooter event, but rather an isolated family incident. The shooting remains under investigation.
1: Hmm. It's
2: a little aggressive for a baby shower. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine what would be happening at a baby shower that you could get so mad that you pull a freaking gun out. I really would love to know.
1: Well, it seems like it, I don't know. If people seem to come up with any kind of excuse nowadays.
2: That's true. <laughs> Maybe having a bad day and it happened to be the wrong color onesie. You don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, somebody gave you a brownie you didn't like. You pull out a gun. I mean.
2: Yeah, you're like shit. I, that was. I didn't want nuts in this brownie.
1: Yeah, right.
2: Now I'm pissed. I almost felt like that earlier, to be honest. Yes, right. When you text me, Morgan texted me earlier, and I was not in a very good mood.
1: <laughs> Bad day at work, yeah.
2: Not that I took it out on you. I was like, I'm really not happy right now.
1: All right. So, and that that goes on to my next story, which is about someone else who was not in a good mood. Uh, uh,
2: well, I'm happier now, Morgan. Thanks to you. So.
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, so, yeah, earlier we we're talking about LAPD. Now this goes to the other side of the country, the NYPD. Okay, equally
2: uh, sometimes. It, no,
1: yeah, they've had their not own. Not as
2: bad as the LAPD, though.
1: Okay. Well, if you know the Frank Serpico story, then you know that they've had their own history. Mm, I cop. sure do. Uh, so New York dad arrested after grabbing gun from dying son's hand to return fire at an off-duty cop. Uh, okay. A New York father was arrested on Sunday morning for firing at police officers who just killed his son. So like mm-hmm. I mean, so I think you can understand, right? I mean, oh my that, god, if that happened right in front of you, even if it was a cop. I'm
2: gonna co- probably say that my reaction would be the same.
1: It probably would be. So NY- yeah. NYPD say 45-year-old Rafael Rosado took the gun from the hands of his 24-year-old son Mike as he lay dying to continue the shootout with two off-duty cops. The incident happened shortly after 4 a.m. in the Bronx. After the father and son became involved in an argument with a group of men outside a bodega, what is a bodega?
2: It's like a little um, convenience store, like oh no, I'm sorry, like the ones in the street, like in New York, like they're they're they're, like you can buy the magazines and just snacks. Oh, like a
1: newsstand or like a. I
2: believe so. If I'm wrong, you guys can bitch at me in the comments.
1: According to New York Daily News, it began as a shouting match before both sides began throwing bottles at each other. That's when the younger Rosado went to his car and returned with a gun and opened fire. Two plainclothes officers, who had just finished their shift and were leaving the nearby 46th precinct, saw the commotion and pulled out their weapons. They identified themselves and ordered Mike to drop his gun. He refused and shot at them. They returned fire, striking him in the chest. It was at this point officers said his father then grabbed the gun and began shooting at the officers. They returned fire once again, but nobody else was hit. Mm-hmm. Now was was their reaction unreasonable? I mean, he was shooting at them. Hmm.
2: No, no. I mean, well, I mean, d- what had led up to this?
1: Uh, yeah. So he was. Yeah, he was with his father, and they went to that bodega, and yeah. uh, some. Uh, I don't know. He got into a shouting match uh, with these other guys.
2: And then just, and then police, their response was to start shooting.
1: They, they, they were throwing bottles at each other. I guess the bottles broke. So they were, well, about
2: I to mean, you can,
1: gun, you, yeah.
2: there's other ways of restraint other than, you know, their stun guns and stuff like that. I would prefer that in that type of a situation of no other guns. If they're, I mean, if they're throwing bottles, yes. Is that dangerous? It is, but they're not pulling guns. So I don't understand why you're pulling a gun. If they had guns drawn at each other. Yeah. Can, I can understand that.
1: See, they should use my my tranquilizer dart idea. So, you know, when you're in those situations, yeah. your heart is pounding, right? So it's the, the tranquilizer that's going to course through his body really fast and knock him out, and you can arrest them. That's what I think. But yeah. Anyway. yeah, that's uh, so, not a bad idea. So where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. So immediately after shooting, the officers began rendering aid to the 24-year-old male. Um, he was rushed to St. Barnabas Hospital but could not be saved. Surveillance footage shows the father fleeing the scene as a crowd began to gather around his fallen son. It allegedly shows him trying to pass the gun off to a woman who refuses, and then a second woman who took it from him. After running around the block and weaving between cars, he returned to the scene in an apparent attempt to blend in with the crowd unnoticed. The police identified him, and he was arrested. Charges against him are now pending. Police sources told NYDN the father has around 60, 60 prior arrests on his record. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Including drug possession, assault, and weapon possession. So his son had a handful of arrests, but only for minor offenses such as aggravated driving without a license. How was how that aggravated? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I'm not sure. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like for a prolonged period of time. I don't know how you aggravate that could,
2: maybe, Yeah, maybe.
1: Or like maybe actually like doing dangerous driving without a license. I don't know. Yes. But I wouldn't say he was a bad man, but he got into a lot of trouble, a friend of the father told the outlet. Sounds kind of like a father protecting his son. It's sad, mm-hmm. but it happened. So footage of the aftermath suggests it was lucky more people weren't hurt. With cars riddled with bullet holes, and dozens of spent casings littering the ground. The two officers involved were taken to Jacoby Medical Center for observation and treated for ringing in the ears. Uh, Investigators are now looking for Mike Rosado's original target, as well as the woman who took the gun from his father, both of whom are still missing. Well, his son shouldn't have just been so rash about going to get a gun.
2: Yeah, and I guess, you know, dad's not really a pillar of society. Yeah. That kind of a record, so...
1: I mean, if you put yourself in the shoes of a police officer, someone pulls out a gun and they start firing, like yeah. there's something you're just you just react. I think you know you're not you're you're just totally in the moment, and I, I, I'm sure they must be as as scared as the perp is. Of course. So. Of yeah
2: course. and like we've I, mentioned before you know if it's a you're dealing with somebody who's not mentally well they're not prepared to deal with that you know it's it's scary especially with somebody who's mentally ill because they're erratic
1: yeah so, so. i guess there are mistakes on all sides there
2: Yep, yeah. unfortunately
1: all right what's your next story
2: um mother of the year story we have uh in california Story Mom arrested after her eight year old daughter was dragged behind her car while trying to stop her from drunk driving.
1: Oh boy, uh-huh. strap yourselves in, people. <laughs>
2: Hang on, dear butts. An adult male bystander was later dragged by the car as well after he decided to intervene, said the Palencia Police Department. A California woman was arrested after she allegedly dragged her young daughter and another bystander with her vehicle after the child tried to stop her from drunk driving, according to police. Earlier this week, 44-year-old Erin Garcia of Laguna Nigel left her mother's home in Palencia when she was allegedly intoxicated, police said, in a press release. Garcia's 8-year-old daughter became worried about her mother driving in that state and grabbed the door handle of the passenger side of the car, telling her to stop, said the Palencia Police Department. According to authorities, Garcia looked at her daughter and proceeded to drive away, dragging the child alongside the vehicle for about 300 feet.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: an adult male bystander then took notice of the situation and intervened, trying to aid the young girl away from the car alongside the child's grandmother. Good for that, Samaritan. Garcia, yeah. drove once more, this time with the bystander now being dragged for a short, quote, short distance, end quote, per police. After the unidentified man was able to get away from the vehicle, police said that Garcia then drove away from the scene of the crime altogether. What a freaking gem. Damn. Uh, a short time later, Garcia was found hiding behind bushes in the backyard of the grandmother's home. Officers attempted to take the woman into custody, though she initially resisted before she was successfully captured without later incident. Be- after being transported to Orange County Jail, Garcia was charged with the following street charges assault with a deadly weapon child endangerment and battery against a police officer the child and the man who were involved in the accident were both brought to hospitals within the area with moderate injuries police noted and then it says anyone with information on the case is now being asked to call palencia detectives at 714-993-8164 or crime stoppers 855 tips occs so they're still investigating that's a shitty mom
1: yeah, I mean, so many parents these days seem to almost think of their children as pets.
2: Like Poor little you know, baby, eight-year-old. She's just trying to save her mom. Her mom drives away.
1: God. I mean, your dog may not care that you do too many drugs, but your child does, you know. It's
2: just so – can you imagine that poor little girl?
1: Yeah, and they, they see more and understand more than probably these parents want to give them credit for.
2: Somebody should do her a favor and get her into the therapy immediately.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah, – maybe. Give her up for adoption, too. Something. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next story is a, it's another one about a teacher sexually abusing a student.
2: Oh, we got a twofer.
1: Yeah, this time it's a, it's a male. two for Tuesday. This has a much wider scope uh, geographically. Um, okay. so this is on the FBI's website. Uh, former teacher sentenced to 41 years for sexually exploiting students. So this was out of Springfield, Missouri. Um, he worked as a teacher in China and was sentenced in federal court today for sexually exploiting one of his former students by attempting to blackmail her into sending him pornographic images. Curtis J. Baldwin, 48, pleaded guilty before U.S. District Judge Stephen R. Bao to 41 years and eight months in federal prison without parole. The court also sentenced Baldwin to spend the rest of his life on supervised release after incarceration. On October 5, 2020, Baldwin pleaded guilty to one count of the sexual exploitation of a minor and one count of receiving and distributing child pornography. Baldwin worked as an English-language teacher in China. Baldwin left his employment on November 20, 2019. After he returned to Springfield, he contacted a 12-year-old former student— identified in court documents as Jane Doe via the WeChat application. Baldwin told Jane Doe he had video footage that showed her engaged in sexually explicit conduct and threatened to post the video on the Internet unless she sent him additional images and a video of herself engaged in sexually explicit conduct. Jane Doe's father saw the WeChat messages and contacted authorities at the language school who relayed the information to the FBI for investigation. Finally, a good parent in this whole episode. Uh, On March 10, 2020, federal agents executed a search warrant at Baldwin's residence. Multiple items were seized, including Baldwin's Apple MacBook Pro, which contained files of child pornography, Multiple videos of minor Chinese females engaged Mm in sexually explicit conduct that had been produced by Baldwin were among the files. The minor Chinese females were students of Baldwin. The files also contained a sexually explicit video titled My First Project. Where's your douche
2: Canoe uh, soundtrack right now? I
1: don't (laughs) think I have it anymore. Uh, I don't have... uh, no no that one's uh, gone the best i can do is uh, give the the ironic applause
2: Yeah okay well, I like the ironic i will do with that <laughs> uh,
1: yeah so yeah so he is he's definitely a douche canoe and he's going to go over the falls and end up in the drowning in douche when he's in prison for what was it 41 years and 8 months yeah So yep. there you go so Finally, uh, one of these bastards gets justice, you know.
2: Finally. Can we please have more, though? Yes. Oh, Lord. Um, Okay. My next story is um, Wisconsin dad pleads guilty to fatally stabbing 13 year old daughter trying to kill wife.
1: Oh, Oh, we have a
2: lot. We have a lot of.
1: Murder, this,
2: suicides, and yeah, man, what the hell is going on? These are all new, by the way, too. These are all in like the last week that I found these stories.
1: Uh-huh. Although this
2: might have happened, he might have just gotten, um, uh, pled, pled. We'll see. So this is Madison, Wisconsin. A 45-year-old man uh, pleaded guilty this week to fatally stabbing his teenage daughter and attempting to kill his wife. According to Dane County court records, Travis christensen pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. He faces a life sentence for the first-degree murder charge, and his bail was revoked for the second. <laughs> yes, good timing.
1: We're laughing at him.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. The Wisconsin State Journal reports a judge will decide when he will, be eligible, el- when he will be eligible for parole. His hearing is scheduled for December 1st. The Madison Police Department wrote in a statement on July 31st, 2020, that officers responded to a call the night before on the 3,000 block of Dorchester Way at approximately 9 p.m. regarding a person stabbed. When they arrived, they found a victim, Christensen's wife, with serious but not life-threatening injuries. She was transported to a hospital. The second victim died at the scene due to her injuries. Christensen was... tased. Oh, God, I thought that said... I'm so stupid. I thought it said tested. (laughs) So, look, he he was tased. They didn't kill him. Philosophically, I guess... Christensen was tased after he walked out of his home because he quote ignored the police officer's order to get on the ground and quote continued to advance on the officer. According to the statement, yay, they used a taser instead of shooting him. Although they probably should have shot
1: him. Yes. They're doing the wave. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: (laughs) The Wisconsin County state journal citing the criminal complaint toward reports Travis's wife, Dawn Christensen, threatened to end their marriage. She went to a store to buy more beer because she did not want Travis to drive drunk. When Dawn returned, he was allegedly holding a large knife and told her he, quote, already killed their daughter, Adriana. Adriana, who was 13, was reportedly found in the bathtub with stab wounds all over her body, including her torso, head and neck, according to the Wisconsin State Journal.
1: The sound of the douche canoe. There we go. Long, yeah.
2: Thank you. Yes, play that. Continue playing that out, as I say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Court records show Don filed for divorce August 7th, 2020.
1: Here he goes, on his Here way go. to thank the you. Waterfall. we go. Yeah. All cool. right. Uh, well, thank God they got rid of him. Yes. Well, so we, we got some good happy endings on this show this week, so that's good.
2: I don't – oh, do we not – is that, was that our last story?
1: No, I got one more.
2: Oh, I do too. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, because mine's not yeah. really fun at all.
1: <laughs> Mine is a true crime story, but it's also a public service announcement about okay. something nobody should ever do anywhere in the world. Yay. So um, this happened actually in my neck of the woods, eastern Ontario. So several vehicles damaged after rocks tossed off of Highway 401 overpass, uh, the OPP says. This is not the OPP that Naughty by Nature were down with. This no is the Ontar- and this is the is ontario provincial police that's the ontario Jeez. provincial police uh yeah so they're investigating after someone threw rocks off a highway 401 overpass striking two trucks and damaging several other vehicles east of cornwall this weekend i saw a picture from of one of the windshields these were not like the little rocks kids threw around no these were big fuckers like Huge, huge, like, watermelon-sized holes.
2: That's attempted murder.
1: Well, yeah, totally. I mean, can you imagine? Fortunately, no one died. It's a miracle, I guess. Um, The rocks smashed the windshields over the two vehicles, entering the cab of the trucks. Photos released by the OPP show holes in the windshield of two vehicles. Police say multiple other vehicles sustained damage. Quote, as there were several rocks thrown onto the highway, anyone with information is asked to contact the Stormont, Dundas, and Glengarry OPP at 188-8310-1122. Yep,
2: yeah, that's attempted murder. But don't so
1: do that anywhere you live. Yeah.
2: Ever. I don't care if it's a, even a little rock, because the velocity by the time it gets to the bottom can cause way more damage than you think.
1: Absolutely. And if it hits like the window of <laughs> like a semi, then it could jackknife and
2: yeah, you'd, that's well, just stupid. Don't do that. Yeah. Thank you for that, PSA, Morgan. I appreciate that.
1: If it happened in Florida, that'd be even worse because they all go so fast.
2: It has so, happened here.
1: Oh, I've heard of are, n- numerous
2: are. accounts, yeah. All right, so let's end with a lovely little headline from Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: Or at least don't do it when Rachel's driving. She'll yeah, get, don't do it. I'll kick your ass.
2: I sure will. You, you mean you better kill me if you're gonna do it, because otherwise shit's going down.
1: There's oh, yeah, gonna be an sorry. asshole. Pit. <laughs> Thunder clouds will appear in the sky yes. and rain, rain douche down on you. Not from her, but no. you, you brought the douche on yourself. So
2: I, I, th- I think I should make like a superhero costume.
1: <laughs>
2: I have to think of a name of like destroying douche canoes. We'll have to. Th- I'll, I'll think on that. Um. Yeah. Okay. So my last story woman shot boyfriend after he threw her daughter from balcony okay.
1: well he yeah. okay that's good yeah he exactly it deserved so yeah
2: so this is in las vegas um a woman told police she shot her boyfriend after he threw her five-year-old daughter off of a apartment balcony in las vegas sunday according to an arrest report jarek willis 32 was booked in absentia on suspicion of attempted murder and child abuse monday He was still in the hospital as of Tuesday and could not be transported for his first court hearing. Good. Las Vegas Metropolitan Police said officers responded to an apartment complex on Boulder Highway Sunday afternoon on reports that a small child was thrown from a third floor balcony with gunfire heard nearby. The officers found the child, who was taken to a local hospital, according to the LVMPD. They also found a man suffering from a gunshot wound to his abdomen, and he was transported for treatment as well. In their arrest report for Jarek, police said responding officers met with the mother of the child who identified Willis as her boyfriend and said he threw her daughter off of a third floor balcony. She heard that your ass would be shot too, honey. In a follow-up interview, the girlfriend told detectives that she and Willis had been dating since March and that Willis believed her daughter, quote, was full of bad spirits, quote, had bad entities, and quote, essentially believed she was a demon. The report states.
1: So this is serious, like religious shit that she believes.
2: I mean, what the people have lost their damn minds. They've everyone's just they're going batshit.
1: Yeah, it's like the an ocean of douche.
2: It's it's just craziness.
1: They're surfing the douche.
2: I love my surfing the douche. Oh my god. It keeps progressing. People, Some of the people who hate when I say they're going to hate this, and I, I love every moment that you hate <laughs> it, just so you know. It makes me very – I hope you please leave negative comments because I'll just ride that wave.
1: Well, anyway. I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't bother to read the Papo comments because I'm sure there's lots of hatred there. No,
2: actually, there's very eh? few. Yeah, well, there's nothing negative. Um, So probably people didn't have the three hours to sit and watch it.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe that's it too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Otherwise, I'm sure I'd have a shit storm. People but no, problems, it's yeah. been okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, The report says she scolded Willis for the remarks, who then apologized to her. The girlfriend met with Willis at her apartment Sunday, and while she was in her bathroom, heard a noise, found her son screaming, and learned what happened. She told detectives she believed Jarek had just killed her daughter and was in fear for her life, according to the report. She told police she got a gun from her purse and confronted Willis. They got into a fight. Willis lunged at her and she She fired the gun again. Willis fell back and then ran into the balcony and jumped onto the ground below, she told police. (laughs) He was able to run back into her apartment while she and a bystander tried to help her daughter. The woman uh, reiterated, yes, you can clap for that. The woman reiterated several times to detectives she was in fear for her life and her children's lives due to believing Jack Jarek killed her daughter, according to the arrest arrest report. Police wrote the daughter suffered a fractured forearm, pelvis, leg. Wait, they said son earlier, so they got that wrong. It was a girl Uh, suffered from a fractured forearm, pelvis, leg and rib, a collapsed lung and a lacerated liver. Her condition was updated to stable at the time of the report was submitted, though she was still in pediatric intensive care. Oh. Willis's next court appearance is scheduled for Thursday. Police said he was still listed in critical but stable condition with gunshot wounds to his chest and hand. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to end on a PSA as well. Liz Ortenberger, CEO of SafeNest, a nonprofit dedicated to ending domestic violence, says she's noticed an uptick of violent acts like this. We obviously know that because of this podcast. Yeah. She she urges everyone who may have a, quote, gut feeling that something is wrong to call or text 702-646-4981. That's also the thing that I always say. If you see something, say something if you hear something, say something, you could be saving somebody's life.
1: Yeah. You know, but criminals have a tendency to be very secretive. So yeah, is but it, when
2: there's domestic violence and stuff, you know,
1: well, I mean, yeah, there certainly is a, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of um, history of, of people being aware of it and doing nothing like a lot of mothers who let their kids be abused and don't intervene. And
2: yeah. Yeah. It sounds like there was some abuse here. So, you know, you just can't stay in those situations, man. You got to get smarter.
1: Uh, take care we, of your
2: kids. Moms, take care of your kids. Dads, take care yeah. of your kids. Can we please wait, stop killing each other?
1: Wait until you hear the case I got coming up this week. Marcus Ooh. Weston uh, had kids had kids with his kids, uh, beat his kids up with a baseball bat. Oh, wow. Uh, Do I know this one? It's not a very high-profile case. but Oh, I'm pumped then. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, i won't Oof. give away the ending to this story, okay. but it's a it's a it doesn't end well i'll put it that oh way.
2: my god morgan
1: and he's the most repulsive fuck you've ever seen too he's just nauseating too yeah
2: i gotta stop listening to your your podcast when i'm out in public though because i keep <clears throat> i make i have my ear pods in and i make out verbal <laughs> noises if people look at me like i'm insane <laughs> So uh, I should probably do that in the comfort of my own home. But
1: what was what was what's uh, what episode had you doing that the most? I know that uh, Wesley Dodd, I remember he
2: that one your- was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, there's been a couple. I mean, most of them. But <laughs> that one, I happened to be in the middle of Publix, and uh, I was just my face the look of disgust on my face and i was verbally saying that i'm like are you can?" the this lady turned around looked at me I'm like i'm sorry i wasn't talking to you I, i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> listening to a podcast ma'am
1: yeah <laughs> i've seen me. a few memes where people talk about like being on a subway train and listening to true crime podcasts and like just sitting there horrified and everyone's looking at them like wondering like why do you have that face on you know
2: yeah and i'm wearing like a human monsters t-shirt so that's even yeah. better like well a that would help psycho. a little bit but... <laughs> right What team is that? Yeah, exactly. I love my Humo t-shirt. You guys can all go buy one, by the way.
1: Yeah, I haven't uh, given one away for a while. That's true. uh, We
2: need to give one away, don't we?
1: Oh, and there's some really good news, because I probably am going to get the new computer this Saturday. Yay! Or sometime before Saturday. So that's good news. Some
2: amazing epic donors. You guys are just so appreciated. I'm so thrilled for Morgan. You deserve it. And now we're going to put you to thank you more
1: work so it's funny, it's funny to think of the irony that this show that i've been producing which is about some of the most horrible evil selfish people who lack in empathy and remorse and the lack of the ability to feel remorse about the things they've done to people it's yeah. also attracted some of the kindest most generous and right? warm-hearted people i've ever met
2: isn't so- that crazy that's true yeah it's that empath, uh, the empathetic side of us, I think, maybe.
1: Maybe that's it. I don't know. Because, I mean, uh, well, I, mean, I don't get you know, emails from people saying, oh, that was so great. I'm so glad he killed that guy. Yeah, exactly. He never comes out that way. so. Right,
2: exactly. Yeah. Everyone's mortified by it. But I'm sure there's some psychology to it. Anybody is a psychologist, let us know. Yeah. I, exactly. I don't know if we have any of those. According to the comments on your YouTube, sometimes I don't know if <laughs> –
1: well, Dennis Rader was a true crime fan, so it doesn't always end well. But ah,
2: uh, oh, that's like one of. Come on, you can't. count. Yeah. That's just like one.
1: Yeah, he idolized uh, serial killers. I think like Ted Bundy was probably one of his heroes. And
2: well, uh, another podcast I listened to, these two girls, they were talking about how you can't, you know, if you Google horrible things or you you in some source like, oh, he had a library of true crime. Books. They're like, dude, if we ever got our shit taken, we would totally be looking guilty because of the stuff we yeah. look up. So you can't really go by that.
1: Yeah, I was thinking one day. I hope I'm never like falsely accused of committing murder because right? the <laughs> podcast. They'll think, oh, well, there you go. Look at all the look at the, the. We the are
2: rude, man. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: definitely going to be uh, suspicious about that.
2: On that note, I just want to say I'm joking around about every time I ever said I'd kill anybody and put them in the Everglades to have gators eat them. That was a joke. This is a podcast. I did not mean that seriously.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, the guy you were talking about earlier will end up inside of the stomach of a gator. Oh,
2: was- yeah. I can't wait to go over that story next week.
1: Who, who was that? Was that the Florida guy who allegedly killed the girl that, that's that story that's big yes. news right now? Yep. Yeah. So yep. maybe he'll end up being uh, shat out of an alligator eventually.
2: Well, they were looking. They were looking for his body in a well. They were looking for her body in a very large preserve. But
1: did they she, find her?
2: Yeah, they, she was in uh-huh. Wyoming because they were they were on a cross country tour of national parks. Oh, there like, is so much to this case. It's it, they have an hour of dash cam footage of really? cops pulling them over. Um, they were having an altercation. He hit a curb, and there's. All this webcam fo- dash cam footage of this this pullover, and they assen- they essentially said that he she was the one who was abusing him because she was like hitting him while he was driving. Mm. But it's it's intense, it's crazy. So I did like I said, I didn't want to just mm. throw it together. It's way yeah, too involved.
1: There must be something maybe that he was worried she would tell the police or would tell anybody.
2: Something. There's a lot to this family yeah. and I am just so sorry for the family the family of this poor girl.
1: Well actually the uh, the next case we're covering for children of the void concerns a case where nobody's entirely sure uh that either parent is guilty, nobody knows where the child is. Yep. That's so we got one covered up like that, but so that's going to be an interesting one to
2: Yeah, give us another chance on that cuz I'll have my audio worked out.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. All right, Rachel, my dear, thank you very much again for doing True Crime News with me.
2: My pleasure, sir. Thank you. And let's hope to having a better day for at least me tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah. So All burn
2: right. some sage.
1: That's right. All right, Take buddy. Take everybody.
2: I'll see you soon. Talk to you later.
1: Talk to you later. Bye-bye.